0: i'm dead fresh i might pull up in a casket be come on like
1: bro uh,
2: remember guys don't take us too seriously we're just some bros being dudes talking sports presented by the wolfpack productions and the presenting sponsor the townsend bar and grill your one-stop shop for great food great prices and great times, all the time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the latest edition of Bros Being Dudes Talking Sports. What kind of show do we got today, Donnie boy? It's an exciting one.
0: The most exciting show we've had all year. The best flight in the NFL you've ever seen in your life. And some exciting college sports news.
2: Well, just to be honest with you, we do have a lot of exciting football news to talk about Because this week we finally have some Saturday NFL games on conference championship Saturday What a beauty Saturday is going to be I hope hope I remember it, but It's probably going to be a little cloudy, just to be honest with you, Uh, because Townsend is back open. Townsend is back open, everybody. Make sure you come up and see us. They got trivia tonight. Uh, We'll be up there all day Saturday watching all the conference championship games. And then on Sunday, make sure you come see us for church service. Uh, But let's get into today's show. We got a great one for you, like we said, like I always say, because I can't come up with a better open than that. Um, But in the MLB, The commissioner today, Robert Manfred, was talking to a group of owners and he told them to prepare uh, for a normal spring training schedule. So that looks like pitchers and catchers are going to end up reporting um, sometime at the end of January. Uh, Spring training will officially open sometime in the middle of February. uh, And then games are going to start right there in like the middle of March. So, you know, we're on track to have a normal baseball season, which is great. Our first touch back to a little bit of normalcy uh, with the NBA and uh, NHL seasons being pushed back uh, on their start. The MLB starting on time and having a normal schedule is a huge step to get back to where things were. Uh, honestly, I know GTD, you're not much of a baseball guy, but like just hearing that things are getting back to normal, it's got to feel a little bit good, right?
0: Any bit of normalcy in today's age and time is the best news you can probably ever hear. I mean, heck, whenever, since March, all we've heard is, uh, you know, oh, we, two weeks shut down, then that turned into three months, and that turned into restaurants being closed for the near future, so who, who knows, man, it's been a frustrating year for everybody. Hopefully, 2021 treats us a little better.
2: Yeah, no doubt. Two weeks to flatten the curve turned into wear a month, wear a mask for the rest of the year until you're not allowed to see your mamaw for Christmas. That's crazy, but uh, no normalcy uh, is is a blessing uh, in disguise, and the fact that it's coming back is is wonderful. Uh, we do have a little bit of NBA news to talk about, and it's maybe some obscure news, but it's news. James Harden is fat. This man is fat. Like, I'm a, I'm a fat guy. There's no denying it. I'm a big guy. James Harden is a fat, professional basketball player. This man would drop down a 20-piece Popeye's dinner and then go drop 40 on some poor NBA team. How does that happen?
0: And you know what's weird is I've always been the biggest Harden critic in the world. Honestly, couldn't stand the man until I seen that picture. I seen that picture, and all of a sudden, I kind of like him. And, and the report that came out that said that he would have uh, personal jets taking – uh, to parties between off days. And that right there, those two things that were kind of like, well, maybe I'm a little too hard on James Harden. Let's, let's take a step back and really look at it. <laughs> so,
2: right. If you could party with one NBA player, I mean, I know you're going to pick LeBron, but outside uh, of that, who else would you I pick? i pick LeBron. Absolutely not. Who are you picking? Well, you don't want to drink the wine. That's why you don't pick LeBron. Yeah,
0: I, wine. You don't the doing doing I uh, bet
2: you'd pick Alex Caruso.
0: I. No, I can't get Zach out of the house anymore either, so screw him. (laughs) Uh,
2: That is Zach. That is Zach for sure. That's (laughs) Papa out there running around.
0: I don't know who I'd pick now. That's a hard question, man. NBA players are a lot different than NFL players, I feel like, when it comes to parties. <laughs>
2: because I don't know who I was <laughs> It's a different scene than I'm used to. It's yeah, scene. That's, that's, like, that,
0: that's like the NFL is kind of like going to uh, the party in college whenever you knew everybody, like with your boys, kind of like, oh, we're having a get-together this weekend. We're all excited. And then the NBA is kind of like going to a frat party that you know no one at. And it's all a bunch of... It's all a bunch of sleaze balls. And... No,
2: I see. I think I so like to to like bring bring it full circle for you. I think that the NFL would be like partying in college. You go to a frat house, you go to a house party, whatever. You may not know everyone there, but like it's like a, you're gonna have a good time because no one's like elite like whatever. Partying with the NBA is like you're going to a club. Like, you talk to the people that you know, and that is it, because it's not going to be much fun outside of that. Like, I don't know who even I would choose in the NBA. Who would you choose in the NFL? I think I'm going David Andrews, David Andrews from the Pats, and then Quentin Nelson not on the Pats. Quentin
0: Nelson would definitely be up there, I believe. Um, Man, that's still a hard one. And, but there's a lot There's a lot of names that go through my mind when I hear this. Gronk is active player. I mean, yeah. that right there is one person that you have to party with.
2: Yeah. One person on the do not party with list, Ben Roethlisberger. We're not partying with him. That's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> that is for sure.
0: If, if we are, no drugs or alcohol are permitted on the premises whenever he's there.
2: Period. <laughs> Period. Because I'm not trying to end up on the floor. Even though I wouldn't have much to worry about. It would just be the people around me that would be in trouble. Allegedly. Allegedly. They'd be in trouble. (laughs) Uh, But anyway, so you touched on it, man. College football, this weekend, we couldn't ask for a better slate. we got the conference championship games this weekend. It's going to be beautiful. Let's kick it off, first of all. I know you're not much of a college football fan and we do actually have, we have a college football podcast. It's a really a video series. It's on YouTube. Uh, that one I'll actually be dropping later tonight as well. Uh, leather weather, where we'll go into a full breakdown, uh, of these games. So make sure you give that a watch, uh, slash listen, uh, however you plan to consume it, but we'll touch on it a little bit. That way you get a touch of it here as well. Um, is there any game in particular you're looking forward to this weekend? I mean, you got Alabama-Florida, Clemson-Notre Dame, um, Michigan-Iowa doesn't matter. That was canceled anyway. Good riddance there. Uh, Louisiana-Coastal Carolina, Oklahoma-Iowa State, and Northwestern-Ohio State of the of the big notable ones.
0: I mean, I, honestly, I'm intrigued by the Alabama-Florida game just because, for the simple fact, Alabama has looked Amazing. We know what Alabama is. On the other hand of that, Florida has kind of raised some questions around what they are and who they may be. Um, So I think that game is going to be a very important game for Florida's identity and just for us to be like, okay, this is – they are who we thought they were or they are not who we thought they were. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm intrigued, especially just to see how Trask handles – this game. I think this game right here, I think there's going to be a lot of pro scouts having eyes on this
2: ball game right now. I think so too, because as like, if you take the whole season as a sample, Trask has worked his way into probably a top 10 draft pick. If we're being safe, I wouldn't say top five just yet, but top 10 probably is is a safe place to guesstimate uh, where his draft stock lies at the moment. Um, But he's not played a defense like Alabama's yet. And, Uh, partially because georgia had a lot of injuries during that game but everyone has injuries so that's not really an excuse it just is a fact like alabama will have the best defense he has played and lsu kind of made that offense look i don't want to say pedestrian but not historically great like they've looked the rest of the year and sneakily florida is on a downturn they've not looked the same basically since that Georgia game they their point total their offense production slowly it's doing the reverse uh prices right you know dody 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 do oh, it's and, doing and, the opposite
0: and honestly the question can be raised is you know of how significant and I don't think it, it can be understated that Cal Pitts was a feature in this offense That makes me wonder how much his draft stock is actually rising, seeing the impact he made on that floor offense.
2: Oh, 100%. It absolutely – his effect on that offense is astronomical. It it cannot be uh, stated enough how valuable he is. And I think he's worked his way from top 20 for sure. He is absolutely a lock to be top 10. I don't care who has a top 10 pick, he's going. Like his
0: comparable – player player comparison. Like, who would you pick if you had to pick one? I know this is putting you on the spot, but just first glance, who would you compare him to? I just want to see
2: what you say. Eric Ebron without the drop passes. That's who Kyle Pitts is to me.
0: (sighs) To me, for some reason, when I watch him play, I cannot help but think of Darren Waller.
2: That's a good player comp, too. Which I guess that, that... that makes sense because essentially Waller is Ebron without the dropped passes. Like and he's
0: just a little slimmer guy. Honestly, a receiver size as far as like weight and stuff goes, just a little bit bigger moves a little better. I don't know. When I see him, I just can't help but think of Darren Waller and for any pro team that gets him, that ought to get them excited.
2: No, I absolutely agree. I, I really like Kyle Pitts. I think he's going to be a really good pro it really wouldn't surprise me if he does make that transition from like a traditional tight end role to like that Y receiver uh, in the NFL, because like, I don't know how good of a blocker he is because he hasn't been asked to do it. You know? Mm -hmm. So like, and in the NFL, if you're playing tight end, you're blocking, like, I don't care who you are, you block if you're a tight end, even Waller, who's probably the best in the league right now, outside of maybe Kelsey and Kittle, he blocks, now, Kelsey tries to block, he just can't, he's terrible at it, so, I don't know, I, I, yeah, I, I like your player comparison a bit more than mine, Waller is, Waller is a good comparison there, um, All right, we won't go into a full breakdown. Just give me who wins these games real quick. Northwestern, Ohio State. Ohio State. Oklahoma, Iowa State. Oklahoma. Ooh, Spencer Rattler with the upset. Nice. It's a revenge game. Iowa State beat them earlier in the season, so I could definitely see that happening. Clemson looking for revenge with Trevor Lawrence against Notre Dame in the ACC Championship game. Yeah, you may Clemson. Clemson and then Alabama-Florida. We broke it down a little bit, no one gave a winner.
0: Alabama. I, you know, I just don't think Florida has the uh, I don't think Florida has the defense to
2: This is a top 10 matchup. SEC Championship. Alabama is favored by 17 and a half points. That's crazy. That is absolutely crazy, and I, I'm not going to shoehorn Georgia into this conversation. But if Georgia and Alabama played right now, Alabama would not be 17 and a half point favorites. I'll tell you that right now, with 100 percent certainty, that's not a thing. That's wild. 17 and a half point favorites, top 10 matchup. That's disgusting.
0: <laughs> well, here, here goes. Here we go. All right, you bring it up. I ain't going to go much into it, but people are probably wondering. Hmm. I wonder why Don, calls himself a football guy, but don't really like college football that much. That's why. You heard it. You heard it right down there. Top game matchup, 17 and a half point line. Like, come on, man. you got to have a little more, you know, parity Parod. than that. I mean.
2: Gosh. That is the one gripe about college football is there's not a lot of parity. And, like, it, it, they don't do themselves justice because, like, the teams with the best coaches, like, no joke, dabo uh nick saban kirby they're all the best x's and o's guys they also just so happen to be the best recruiters and so you're given the best philosophers in the game like football philosophy you're giving those guys the best Jimmys and Joes like that. That's not a good combination to have a lot of parity. Not to mention the three and four stars that these guys get, they develop into future first round picks, like Kirby did with Monty Rice and like uh, Nick Saban did with um, shit. What's his What's his one linebacker? Courtney Upshaw. Like,
0: you, you want to know something that would be interesting? Honestly. Yeah, it is, If you take the concept of the NFL and their salary cap and put it into the college realm and make it, you have this many spots for just five stars, this many for four, three, and so forth. So your salary cap kind of comes down to you can only have so many fives, so many fours, so many threes. And then and you the
2: have to pick and choose yeah. which, which ones mean more to you. Yeah. That'd be interesting for sure. I don't, I honestly think that would be a lot of fun. I, I don't know if it's feasible, but it would be a lot of fun because then you'd see, like, some teams, all of my five stars are offensive linemen and defensive linemen, and that is it. And then you have other guys are like, I'm having a five-star quarterback, five-star wide receivers, and I'll develop and grow my offensive linemen. You like would had, had a ton more. Two imagine,
0: different- imagine being the player – that has the profile, like, your performance builds your profile. So, like, uh, however you perform is whether you're a two, three, four, five star. So, imagine this: the player being a five star, just say. And he wants to go to Alabama, but Alabama has already that many five stars on the roster. They don't have enough fours. What if he's like, alright, fuck it, I'm gonna throw some games and hopefully to God they downgrade me to, to a four. Like,
2: like it for not everyone's gonna know what this term means, but like for those of you who play Call of Duty, reverse boosting is basically what that is. Like you're you're getting in a lobby, you're killing yourself a bunch of times to get you in a lower ranked skill based matchmaking lobby, and then you dominate. Like that's that's that would also be kind be. of
0: bad for the game of football, of course, but it would just be interesting to see all the all the avenues that these players, coaches and and colleges could take if they do have, like, a salary cap set up like that.
2: No, absolutely. So, I do have one question for you. So, you gave out your winners for the college football. I'm not going to give out mine just because we have a college football show. Make sure you listen to that. I already talked on that. But let's hear your college football playoff prediction. So, last week, it's the last week of, of the college football season. Right now, as it sits, the four are. Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson, and Ohio State at the four spot. Do you think it stays the same? You did pick all of those. Well, you did pick the right winners for those to stay. Because if Clemson does beat Notre Dame and Ohio State wins, that's the four, period.
0: Well, I go back to what we talked about two, two pods ago. I just don't like Ohio State being in that four. I just do not. like. They I'm don't starting.
2: deserve it. I absolutely agree. They don't deserve it, but they're going to get in if they win strictly because of the moolah. Money, yeah. money talks, man. I mean, money but talks.
0: Now, I'm like, and I think, who was it? I think it was Dabo. Dabo may have said this about, you know, it would be, if I was on the committee, it would be hard for me to keep out a 10-win A&M team and there's one more team he said Cincinnati yeah See, now I would like to I'd like to see Cincinnati in, in the four
2: the only team in in the four right now as it currently sits so if they played any of the top four right now the only team that they would have even a prayer of beating is Notre Dame and I think that it's a long shot i mean it's hail mary full of grace like it's rough no. Cincinnati's a good football team. They just don't have the dogs to, to compete. And that's the thing. Like, they can have good athletes. That's fine. They don't have f- future top 10 picks like all those other teams do. Yeah.
0: I don't know, man. At the end of the day, like, of course, I think Alabama and Clemson's definitely going to be in there. Notre Dame, yeah. I just, Ohio State, I don't know if it just stems from my Ohio hatred. And I, and I say that, and here I am saying I wish Cincinnati was in the fourth.
2: <laughs>
0: but I don't know. Maybe I'm just tired of seeing Ohio State and all these teams, Like, especially, man, like whenever – I just can't help it. Whenever they had to re, reinvent the wheel for the whole conference and the guidelines to even be bowl eligible for these – for Ohio State to even make it, that just, that just grinds my gears a little
2: oh. bit. It would be poetic justice for Ohio State to lose. No doubt about it. They have no business being in the playoff. The only reason they're going to be is because of money, and that's a joke because no matter who they – same with them. I don't think that they beat anyone in the top four. If they play Clemson, Clemson will absolutely torch that defense because Indiana's poop quarterback whose name – it starts with a P. I can't even pronounce it. I just always call him penis. He made him look silly. And if he's doing that, what's Trevor Lawrence going to do to him? Yeah. Like, what's Mac Jones going to do to him? Hell, what's even Kyle Trask going to do to him? Like, I don't want to see that. I'm sick of seeing the Big Ten get a team in just because they're one of the four best conferences, and then they get in and get destroyed. It's it's As a fan, it's not fun to watch. The Big Ten's terrible. It is absolutely awful. Until they win a playoff game or a game that actually matters non-conference, they should be done Being allowed to be in. Period. Stop putting them in, or expand the the field to eight. Those are your two options.
0: Well, and the latter is what I think has to happen. I honestly think it needs to be an eighteen playoff. It adds one more week. One more week is not going to kill anybody. Like it just ain't. These guys. Most of these guys. Well, I say most. Some of these guys are going to the pros. They're going to be playing sixteen game regular seasons. Like, dude. One, one more game, they going to hurt these, college, these yeah. college players.
2: Well, you know what? what's interesting? So if it did go to eight and we go strictly off of the rankings, because these would move a little bit just so we didn't get some rematches right away, but this is what the first-round matchups would be. Alabama, Georgia. Wow, what a first-round game. Notre Dame, Florida. Not as good of a game, but still beautiful Clemson, Iowa State. That's the one game that I don't think would be very close. I think that would be a little bit of a blowout. And then Ohio State, Texas AM is the four or five. Like That'd that be is a nice game. That's absolutely a beauty of a slate. I don't under like I guess it makes too much sense for the NCAA to do. And like it
0: it makes you wonder because we all know the NCAA is literally all about money. And it makes you wonder, like you add you add another what is it, two four games. games. Or four games
2: to the slate, like total. No, two more, two more games, two more games. So, well, two more games in the first round, and then, yeah, one more. Another that. game in the next round in the national championship. Tribu- yeah, so three games total.
0: So those three games. Imagine how much money's generated from the TV ads. You want not again? like
2: even this year without fans, you're getting TV ads. You're getting merchandise. You're getting deals from people who are buying to sponsor the bowl games yeah. you're getting
0: just and oodles
2: not, of eyeballs on the, on the tv and, the- and not to
0: mention that it absolutely does away with any snubs like no one at that moment is mad because yeah i'm sorry if you're mad about being snubbed at the at the nine seed like you probably just shouldn't have be been in it anyway like so
2: as, that- as- as it huh. currently sit, Cincinnati is the nine seed who is undefeated. So, they would be pissed. They would think that they well, got Well, to started. me, that's
0: just a – yeah, all right. So, to me, that's just a lapse in judgment. Anyway, like I said, I would like to see Cincinnati even in a four. That's just a lie. I get that they're not probably going to make the four. But when you go to eight and you have an undefeated team, an undefeated team has to be put in as at least an eight seed. Like, to me, it's well, – what it has to happen. But, anyway –
2: if they got in, they'd get in over Georgia right now. So I would say no to that. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, but no, I, I agree with you. I I actually think that Notre Dame is gonna get beaten so badly, I think they fall out of the playoffs. Like I uh-huh. think Clemson, I think Clemson absolutely dog walks Notre Dame, and then we see a completely different playoff field than we were expecting. Mm-hmm. I do think we're gonna get two SEC teams. The only chance that we don't is if Iowa State dominates Oklahoma. Iowa State would have to beat Oklahoma by 20-plus for them to have a chance. Other than that, you're looking at Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Texas A&M as your four. Decent
0: field.
2: Decent field. As as, As long as they stagger it, as long as they stagger it, and we get Alabama and Ohio State Notre Dame, Texas A&M, or Clemson, Texas A&M. Excuse me, because I don't want to see Alabama and Texas A&M rematch off the rip. Like that's just not good for the sport. Yeah. Don't don't give me that. Like if they meet in the championship, fine, then they deserve to. That's fine because they both want another game. I don't want to see that rematch off the rip. It was a twenty point ball game the last time. Yeah. So, but anyway, let's move on. Like I said, make sure you guys check out Leather Weather. We'll get into a bunch of heated discussions tonight. Uh, talk about the Heisman. We'll talk about the college football playoff scenarios. Uh, we'll break down every single game in this weekend slate in full. Uh, so make sure you give that a watch on YouTube or a listen. Um, if Apple finally decides to approve my request for another podcast, I don't understand what's saying so along there. Um, but anyway, uh, let's talk about some college basketball just real quick. Um, Don, this is going to be just super quick. Duke got beat uh, or Duke got a big win over Notre Dame. Um, People thought Notre Dame was legit after they upset UK. Uh, are we starting to think that UK is, like, super fraud city this year? Like, they – Notre Dame got handled by Duke. Like, they only won by 10, but that game was over basically from the tip. You know what was happening.
0: UK couldn't throw one in the ocean if they stand on the beach.
2: That's tough. I know that you like to to see UK have a down year every once in a while just because of how cynical their fans are towards the football team, but – um, as a UK fan, you, this has to hurt at least a little bit, right? <laughs> not really. <laughs> I mean, am I going to be
0: like hung at the stakes if I say no? Not at all? Like...
2: I don't think so. I, think it's fun. I do think that they're going to have the opportunity to turn it around uh, by the tournament time, but there's not too many good wins or good win opportunities to even get in the tournament if they don't win the SEC tournament. So... And they better write the ship quick. Otherwise, they're going to be in trouble moving forward. I mean, they're going to be in absolute trouble. Um, The other game that I want to talk about just real quick, Ohio State got upset by Purdue. I've been saying this for a while. Purdue is sneaky good this year. I think they finished top three in the Big Ten. They have a lot of big guys, as they always do. They always have the Twin Towers in the middle of that defense at freaking seven foot tall. Uh, They always have good shooters. I think Purdue is going to cause a lot of problems this year, so I'm not too surprised. Uh, But an upset right now, uh, nonetheless. Uh, So we'll we'll be done with the college basketball talk there. Make sure you guys are keeping an eye out for nothing but nylon. Uh, First episode of that drops early next week. So keep an eye out for that. We will break down all your college basketball news uh, that you are needing. And now it is time for, again, my favorite recurring segment, Fuck That Guy.
1: That guy can suck my dick and lick my balls. Fuck that guy.
2: Fuck Where we look back at someone in the sports world that has either done something stupid, done us wrong, or just absolutely put their foot in their mouth. Uh, so, GTD, who do you have this week?
0: I don't really know, man. I'm going to have to have you go and let me, let me ponder on this for a minute.
2: I got, I'm not going to lie. I've been looking forward to this one since last Saturday.
1: Yeah. I have
2: been amped for this segment. My guy this week is Dan Mullen. Fuck that guy. You know Why? Because after that moron, I'm Mar- what is it, Marco Wilson or whatever it is, oh, threw man. his cleat and cost Florida a chance at the college football playoff, this guy, he, in his initial post-game interview, uh, said that he didn't see the play, he'd have to go back and look at it. The next day, he said, I went back and looked at it. It just looked like a football move. It didn't look like any intention to taunt. Or to taunt. I said, are you stupid? Like, why not hold the kid accountable? This is a teaching moment, not only for him, but the rest of the program. And you just let him skate by? That is why Florida is Florida, and they are trash. The whole state's trash. The program's trash. Dan Mullen's trash. Fuck that guy. I hate Dan. I hate Florida with a passion, first of all. But I hate Dan Mullen with everything in my body. That man is a scumbag.
0: <clears throat> well, after careful consideration... I think I'm going to go to Lamar Jackson, honestly. And (laughs) and this is why. Um, So the Colts are currently sitting in a wild card position. I think uh, the sixth seed. Miami's the seventh, I believe. Well, I really needed, the Colts really needed the Browns to beat the Ravens the other night, just so they got two games up on the Ravens, who sit currently in the eighth seed in the hunt. Well, of course, here goes Lamar, whether he's cramping, taking a good, taking a good deuce back in the locker room. Who knows what was happening there?
2: He was pooping, let's be honest.
0: <laughs> but, uh, here I am, fourth and five, and I'm like, yes, the Browns are going to stop Osorison, or whatever his name was.
2: and, McSorley. and... <laughs> <laughs> Sorison? Matt Sorison from Friday Night Lights? Sarison uh, yeah. Are you guys watching Friday Night Lights or something?
0: No, I don't know why I thought that was his life, to be honest. That's classic. Uh, Anyway, he he goes down the field. So I'm like, yeah, maybe Lamar, maybe uh, that turd's a little too big to pinch off, and they got to throw someone else in there. So, uh, but no, 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 no. Here comes Lamar trotting out like he actually did pinch it off. And uh, he throws that Superman cape on fourth and five. And of course, here he comes. Touchdown to Marquise Brown, 30 yards on fourth and five. Raven's going to win the ballgame, and here I am still sweating bullets over this wild card situation with the Colts. Yeah. So, instead of easing my mind, Lamar kind of made it a little more difficult. So, for that reason, you want to do the honors? I feel a little dirty doing it. Yeah,
2: fuck that guy. I agree <laughs> with this one, too. I absolutely agree with that one, too, because he might have cost the Pats a playoff chance. We needed them to lose. Now they have to lose their last three, and that doesn't seem possible. So we're skating on thin ice. But I'm not going to say die. I'll never concede. Pats are still going to the playoffs. Um, But all right, let's jump into it. Decent slate of NFL this week, starting with a great Thursday night game. Honestly, kind of underrated just from where these two sit records-wise. Lots of talent on this field, and I think it's going to be just an absolute shootout tonight. Like I, I'm going to give out a free pick before I even start breaking it down. Hammer the over here 100%. Whatever you get it at, I don't care. Take it. I think there's going to be points on points on points in this one. Um, I love I love this matchup. I think Justin Herbert writes um, the ship. Uh, I think they get a big win on the Raiders. And I think the Raiders start to start to slide downhill a little bit, regress to the mean. What about you?
0: Yeah, I honestly do, too, and that started back in week 11. Since week 11, they were three – I mean, they were one and three. Yeah. From, like, weeks five through nine, I think they went three and one or four and one, and they have just collapsed. And last week against the Colts, I mean, they – like, they scored points, but at the same time, they couldn't they couldn't stop a nosebleed. So that makes me think when you got a quarterback as talented as Herbert in a receiving quarter that yeah. – you know, features Keenan Allen as it's number one. It's hard pressed for me to say that they ain't going to get torched. So uh, I'm going to take the rookie and and the chargers
2: tonight in this play. Another reason that I'm taking the chargers is like the Raiders already beat them once. It's tough to beat a team twice. It happens rarely. I don't care what the talent gap is with these two teams. Like I I really do. I I think that this one is going to be a shootout and Herbert's a little bit of a better quarterback than Carr. So, we are in agreement. We'll take that. So now the Saturday games. Honestly, some very very good, um, some very very good Saturday games. Like we got the Bills and the Broncos, kind of sneaky clash of styles. I, I enjoy. I'm gonna enjoy this one. I think this one's gonna be a beautiful game.
0: I just I just really wish their Saturday games had more meaning to them than what they do though.
2: Like both you- of these have a lot though, because both of these teams could can clinch the division on Saturday. Yeah, but um... well I mean I think the Packers are already clinched, but they're still fighting for the one seed. I think I'm I'm kinda thinking that the Broncos pull the upset against the Bills. Let's talk about that one first. I really? think the, I think that they pull the upset. I really do. And part of it is because I don't like the Bills, but the other part is I think that the Bills are going to start to kind of take it easy a little bit. Like, what are they? They don't really have a realistic chance at the one seed. They're pretty much locked into that three seed. Um, Yeah, I'd be surprised if they come out and, and really lay it to the Broncos. I think they're going to try and coast. And the Broncos have shown, if you kind of relax on them, that defense is still very good. They'll give it to you if you want it. So, yeah, I'll take the Broncos to pull the upset on Saturday.
0: Well, I was listening to my man, Colin Calherd, the other day. And he done his Herd hierarchy, and, of course, I disagreed with some of it. But there was one thing I kind of agreed with him on, and it was the fact that he had the Buffalo Bills as number one team in the NFL right now. And I honestly have to agree. As it sits at this very moment, I think the Buffalo Bills might be the best team in the NFL at this very moment. Now... That may change in this coming week, but I think the Buffalo Bills are playing better football than almost anyone right now. And for that reason, for that simple reason, I, I'm w i am I mean, I say for that simple reason. There's many that I can list, but I'm taking the Buffalo Bills against the Denver Broncos. It's just what's happened. The only the only thing that would make me even think about not picking them over the over the Broncos is them playing a mile high. And I don't know how much effect that's really gonna have on a team from Buffalo. So
2: I think it's gonna have a lot simply because the elevation change. Over under in that game is forty-nine and a half. I would maybe take the under even still. Um I poof I I Yeah, temperature is forty-five. Weather's not really going to be a concern. I do think elevation is a big factor here. Like, you're going from playing at sea level to playing um, literally a mile high. Like, that's that's going to be a tough one. And I don't know if, if Josh Allen has done that yet. So, it'll be interesting. Now, the one thing I will say, take Josh Allen's over passing yards because he'll, he can throw it basically a mile in the air uh, at sea level up there where the air's a little bit thinner. Oh my goodness. This man's going to be able to throw the ball 90 yards in the air. That's crazy. I bet Honestly, Stig-
0: it's it's exciting watching this man play football, if we're being I, honest.
2: I bet Diggs has a big day. I will say that. I bet he has an absolute monster day. He'll have at least one long touchdown. I I'd, I'd be willing to bet about that too. Um But all right, let's move on to this other one. Uh, This one really doesn't have much. The the Packers have already clinched the NFC North. The Panthers are out of playoff contention, actually officially eliminated. Um, I'm going to take the Packers just because I I think they're the better football team, and it's in Lambeau. So, I mean, there's not really much of an argument to be made for the Panthers. I think it'll be close. I definitely think it'll be a close game, but I don't think that there's much of an argument that the Panthers can win. This
0: one for me, is simple and easy. I ain't even gonna give you a breakdown on it. I'm taking the Packers and not thinking twice
2: about it. Yeah. Um, so this one we got, we got the Pats going to Miami, former house of horrors. Um, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say the Pats win. That's, I, I, they have to win. Their season is quite literally on the line this game. The Dolphins have to lose out, and the Pats have to win out. They're in control of their own destiny right here. Give me the Pats to win. I'm not real confident about it, but whatever.
0: Well, let me tell you something. I'm very confident about it. The Pats are beating the Miami Dolphins this week for a multitude of reasons. One, Bill Belichick's kind of pissed off, I believe. Two, I think there's a sense of pride he gets when playing an interdivision opponent, and especially in a down, more down year for what the Pats are used to, Kind of a, a middle finger to his ex, you know, to one of the coaches that came out of his coaching tree that's doing better than him, and he's kind of getting that little chip on his shoulder. It's like, oh, okay. So he's like he he thinks he's gonna be my, you know, a, a clone of me for the next ten, fifteen, twenty years. Here's a middle finger for you. I'm gonna beat your ass this Sunday. Yeah. Um, so actually, I'm well. I was gonna say I'm I'm also like you in the fact that the Pats know that if they want any shot at all, they have to win out. So, and plus, man, i just tell you, that Miami team against the the Bengals, what I watched in that one, what was that, last week or two weeks ago? Yeah. Yeah, But that was was honestly horrid. Like, I never want to watch a game like that again. So I think the Dolphins are kind of falling apart a little bit. They're a little shaky at QB, whether it be with two or fits. And the old saying goes, when you got two QBs, you ain't going to have one. Yeah,
2: yeah uh, that's, that's absolutely right.
0: I'm, and we're going to get into our cards a little later, and we're going to have fun with that. So.
2: Absolutely, I agree. Now, I So one thing I will say, and how you brought up that he's going to put up the, the bird to Brian Flores, it actually is kind of funny to, to think about because, like, Belichick isn't very vocal about much he doesn't like Brian Flores anymore. Like they respect each other and he's appreciative of what he did. But like Belichick is on record as a saying, if you take another head coaching job, like that's fine. That's what I want you to do as an assistant. I want you to have aspirations to take a head coaching job because that means you're constantly trying to get better. Right? The one thing he did say is if you leave, don't take my staff with you. Like this is my staff. Find your own guys. Well, well, when Flores left, he took Chad O'Shea, who was our wide receivers coach, to be his offensive coordinator. Well, that rubbed Bill the wrong way, and everyone who has done that has rubbed Bill the wrong way. And I think that Bill is going to take that out on him. He already beat him once this year. I think this second time is going to be ugly. Like, we may not win, but it's going to be a physical game, and we're going to take it to him. Yeah. I, I know that for sure.
0: And everyone that listens on here, and if you haven't, this is your first time, we're Brown Flores lovers, honestly. Yeah. I love Brown Flores. Love what he's doing in Miami. Yeah. But this week and this week alone, I think Bill Belichick is going to get the best of him.
2: Yeah, a- absolutely. Um so the Bucs looked a little bit better last week. At times, they didn't really impress me much against the Vikings because I think the Vikings lost that game more so than the Bucks won it. But now they play the struggling Falcons. Who who are the Falcons? We still don't know. I'm still convinced they haven't played their best game of the season at this point at 4-9. Like, they have so much potential, they just don't do anything with it. So I'll defer to you. I'll let you give your, your pick first on this one.
0: And just the inconsistency of the Falcons, my heart tells me to pick them, but I can't do it. I ain't letting it happen. Yeah. Just because, I mean, why would I pick them other than potential? We've yeah. seen how how good they can be, but you get that maybe once every five weeks with this team, and I'm and I'm tired of doing that and taking putting my neck out on the line and and picking them whenever I know that more than likely I'm not going to get the team I envision. So give me the Bucs, even though they've been struggling. I don't think the Bucs are a top ten team like everyone thinks they are. Yeah. But I'm I'm taking the Bucs towards the thousands.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the Bucks too, but you know, the old saying goes, when you do a pick 'em, you have a fifty percent chance at winning. And normally that's not true because if you're picking the better team, you probably have like sixty seven to like eighty five percent chance of winning right? with the falcons if you ever pick against them it is a true 50-50 because you can get the dog shit falcons show up or you can get the god tier falcons to show up you don't have a clue and i think that's got to be the most frustrating thing as a, as as a better for sure but as a falcons fan i would be livid i would not i would be beside myself if that was my team that's just, that's ridiculous um, all right, this one let, let's just let's go real quick through this one. Old rivalry doesn't matter this year, so we're gonna breeze through it. 49ers or Cowboys Tom.
0: Give me the boys.
2: I'm also gonna take the Cowboys strictly because the 49ers are plagued with injury. Um all right, Lions go to Nashville, they go to Music City, they play the Titans. Um honestly both still jockeying for playoff position. The Lions still have an outside shot. I don't see how, but they could sneak in at 8-8, eight and eight, but they have to win out. The Titans are still trying to lock up that division. I don't think it happens, and it definitely doesn't happen this week. Give me the Lions to go into Nashville and get a big, big win.
0: I'd give it anything for you to be right on this one. But, sadly, I don't think it's going to happen, but I think it is going to be a little closer game than what people would think. Uh, the line on this game, just to give you a preview of it, is ten and a half. Um of course I think it's gonna be closer than that. I
2: have it at <laughs> eleven and a half right now.
0: Really? Okay. Well I'm gonna have to readjust my card, it sounds like. Uh-oh. But uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Tennessee Titans to win this ball game, but I don't I think it's less than one it's one score less. There
2: you go. Um Big one for the for the Colts, especially if that does play out. They welcome the Texans, the frisky Texans, which this time of year, you don't want to play a frisky team because that's, that's a team that their record is not good, but they are a good football team, and that's the Texans. I mean, that's the Texans to a T. Their record stinks, but as far as talent-wise, they're one of the best in the league, and I don't think that's much of an argument. Um, I think that they give the Colts some issues I will say there's one man that I know for sure that's going to have a dominant game. That's T.Y. Hilton. He had an absolutely dominant game last week. I think he continues that and no better team to do it against than the Texans, a team that he has dominated his whole career, his whole career. So yeah, give me the Colts. I do think it's a little bit closer than, than people think in this one. The line sits at 7.5 right now. I would say probably about a six-point game is, is what we're looking at, but uh, GTD, what do you got? You you nervous about this one, or you I think they're going to run it? I'm always
0: nervous when we play the Houston Texans. Um, simply, like I said last time, you got J.J. Wall on the edge, who has been a, one of the best pass rushers in the game since he came to the league. And that's aside from the fact they got Deshaun Watson. Honestly, a, probably a top – I don't know wherever you want to put him, top six, seven quarterback, however you want to do that in the league.
2: Uh, yeah, at worst.
0: Um. And so anything can happen, and if y'all seen this ball game two weeks ago, the same matchup, uh, the coach kind of got lucky on a bot snap. So, and an interdivision game just makes it that much. I mean, you're talking about division records. If there's ties at top of the division for playoff seating, like. There's a lot that goes into these games. Uh, So, yeah, I'm definitely – I am more nervous when we play the Texans, even at 4-9, than I ever am when we play the Titans, even at 9-4. So, um, yeah, very, very nervous game for me. But I'm going to pick my Colts just simply because I think they're the better team. Uh, And I think they know that, you know, every win for them from here on out to the end of the season – May give them one leg up on the Titans, and hopefully the Titans can botch one, and hopefully that is not us instead of them throwing one away.
2: Uh, I'm going to be honest. I think that there's still a pretty decent chance that the Titans miss the playoffs. Miss? Like I? Yeah, I don't think I like. I don't think they're a lock to make the playoffs. Now, if they get another win, I think it's a lock. That well,
0: the only but... difference, the only honestly, the only difference between them and us right now is they got one more d- division win.
2: Right. That now, what's gonna suck is that that game against the freaking Jags at the beginning of the season is probably. I hope it doesn't, but I think it could end up costing you a division championship.
0: Yeah, it definitely can. And that's what I'm saying. Here, here's gonna be what I think. Now, granted, I'm not overlooking this week. We have to win this week. Like this game to me is a must-win game. I'm looking at this as a, like I know it's not a playoff game, but to me, like it's oh, a. Oh no! Big, this is
2: a playoff game. Yeah. this is for sure a playoff game for you guys what's, because if you guys on? lose and the Raiders win, and the Dolphins win, and the Ravens win, mm, there are the Colts on the outside looking in. Yeah, that's and not great.
0: Here is here's my thing. You look at the Titans and the Colts schedule from here on out. The week 16s are really uh, the real test. It's say we both win just for just for shits and giggles this week. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers in Week 16, and the Titans have the uh, Green Bay Packers in Week 16. Week 17 is like the Jags and some other shitter. So (laughs) uh, Week 16 really is going to be like, can one beat one of the best teams in in their respective division or their respective conferences? And it's a good possibility that one at least loses that week. So we'll see what happens. It is honestly the next two weeks are big as far as uh, playoff seeding goes.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of playoff seeding, there's no bigger game this week than this one to determine playoff seeding. Absolutely none. The Bears go to Minnesota to face the Vikings. One of these teams is getting in the playoffs. The loser goes home. This is for sure a loser leaves town Ball game, and this pits me and you against each other. I know you're picking the Vikings, you know, I'm picking the Bears because it's our preseason picks. Yeah, we're gonna ride our picks for sure. But what tell me why the Vikings win?
0: The Vikings win simply because the Bears offense is so shaky. That's literally all that's literally the one reason I really do think they win this ball game. That and the simple fact that Dalvin Cook is a man among boys. Like, He has played like an absolute monster this year. And we also seen that Chicago defense two weeks ago kind of give up 34 to the Lions team. And I think as good as that defense I truly think is, um, they have spots to where they kind of lose their mind. And uh, I think the Vikings can take advantage of that along with uh, the defensive side of the ball. I think they can force a turnover too out of the Bears. Yeah,
2: I mean – you're not wrong, The one thing I will say, David Montgomery coming alive has helped that offense a lot. Mitch is kind of going back to old Mitch, that rookie season Mitch, where he looked kind of serviceable. Uh, and the defense last week, you know, we talk about how good Deshaun Watson is. Look what they did to him last week. I mean, they absolutely put him in a pillowcase and suffocated him. Yeah. They beat him around the field all day long, and that's that's what they're going to do. That's what the Bears do. That is their M.O., um I'm gonna take the Bears strictly because David Montgomery has come alive and that defense is nasty. I mean, there's no no other reason other than those two. Um, running game and defense is how you win playoff games. This is a playoff game. Though if you play football like that, that travels. Doesn't matter if you play at home, on the road, in Scotland, in Antarctica. If you can run the football and play defense, you can win games. Um The big the big thing here is gonna be if Mitch can't or doesn't turn the ball over, I think the Bears win this game fairly easily. If the Vikings can force even just one turnover, the ball game's over. I mean,
0: think if there's one turnover, it's just a, a, a what do you call it? Something effect the little trickle down effect or whatever you want to call it.
2: Butterfly effect.
0: Yeah, Basically. you think it just leads to complete chaos on the offense?
2: Because I don't think that if they cause one turnover, it's only going to be one turnover. If they yeah. cause one, it'll be two. If it's two, it's three. Like, it's just going to be a snowball. Let's, yeah. That's just what happens. It's I think that's what you were getting at, is the snowball effect. You put a tiny snowball at the top of the hill, and here it goes rolling, and you get to the bottom, and it's a freaking monster. Looks yeah. like me rolling down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was classic. All right, so we got to sneakily, sneakily, this is a matchup of division leaders. Second time this year that the Seahawks have played the division leader uh, in the NFC East. They they go to uh, Hanover, Maryland to face the Washington football team. How stupid is that, by the way? They play in Maryland. Their name is Washington, and they're a football team. That's the dumbest
0: thing. That's
2: just that's Dan Schneider to a T. first of all, have you ever been to Hanover, Maryland? No. Don't recommend it. It's not great. It's just the stadium is pretty cool. It's FedEx Field is pretty cool. But I wouldn't recommend going to Hanover. I definitely have you been to Baltimore. I have not. I wouldn't go to Baltimore either. Baltimore kind of sucks. The stadium, okay, again. Um in Camden Yards, where the Orioles play. I know you don't like baseball, but for those of you who do like baseball, Camden Yards, best viewing experience you'll have in the MLB. But the city itself, trash. The people, also trash. But anyway, I don't, how do we even get started talking about like Hanover, Maryland? That's how. Yeah. But anyway, uh, yeah, Battle of uh, Division Leaders. Is this game close? Does the football team's defense keep this close?
0: I don't know, dude. I Without know, dude.
2: Alex Smith, by the way, I don't know
0: what's going to happen in this in this game. Like we have seen, this football team's defense absolutely dominate the last two weeks. And when you're playing the Seahawks, like we we seen three or four weeks span where they kind of struggled. Um, but then again, I always tend to fall in favor of the better quarterback, and we know that is Russell Wilson, and. For that reason alone, I am taking uh, the Seattle Seahawks.
2: Yeah, uh, the one thing that is going to be interesting to see, looking at the injury report right here, Carlos Hyde questionable. Um, Ayupati, the uh, Seahawks all-pro guard, he's also questionable. So that matchup right there with Payne in the middle of that defense is going to be rough. It would be rough with Ayupati. Uh, for a backup guard, that's just not what you want to see. Um, conversely, you got Alex Smith probably going to be out for this game. So you look at the football team starting Haskins – That's rough. If Alex Smith plays, I think that they can definitely cover this spread at least and keep this close. If it's Haskins, I love that football team defense, but they're just going to get so tired from having to run on the field every three plays. And against DK and Tyler Lockett and Chris Carson and Russell Wilson, that's not a good recipe for success.
0: Too much big play potential for that. Oh,
2: yeah. No doubt. I do think – now – in saying that, I, if I were a betting man, I would say that Tyler Lockett has the best game of all of them because I think that Ron Rivera is going to try to take away DK and he's going to minimize the running game, obviously. So Carlos, or not Carlos Hyde, um, Chris Carson might be struggling a little bit. But if you're focusing that much attention on DK, there's just this, this other guy over here, you know, Tyler Lockett, like maybe top 20 receiver in the league, probably should lock him up too. I think you know, he'll he'll have a little bit of a day. Um Okay, so the right Ra- the, the Ravens the Ravens beat the Jags. We both need the Jags to win. No chance, honestly. That just bummed me out. I forgot that that's who the Ravens <laughs> play. I like that's that. Play saying, like. I the Pats know. just missed the playoffs, dude. That's it's so.
0: It's honestly weird. looking like because I went through the I went through the schedule. It's looking like the uh, the I mean the Dolphins is a toss up. I really think the Pats are gonna win that game. So let's say the Dolphins lose. Uh, but it, it, it's looking like a lot for Tennessee and uh, and the Ravens to win this week. I mean,
2: as much as I hate to say it, I'm so bummed, dude. That like, oh, man. I mean, technically, I guess that does only put them at nine and five. And the Pats can still get the nine wins, and they do hold the tiebreaker, so actually that doesn't matter. So I just see, look at that, look at that mood change. I went from the Pats being done, we're back, baby, we are totally back. Um, all right, let's move on. Uh, this one doesn't need a breakdown either. The Rams beat the Jets. They move to ten and four, potentially locking up the division. Uh, next week, that's kind of that's kind of interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The. Uh they're going to beat the the mortal piss out of the
2: Jets. So Oh, it's going to be ugly. Uh, that no, going
0: to talk about that. one.
2: Yeah, that game is going to be super ugly. Uh I honestly 17 and a half points is too many to lay, but I would take the over strictly because I think the Rams put up enough points for both teams. They hit the over all by themselves and they hit it fairly easily. Um this is uh, this game right here, the Battle of the Birds. Uh, we got, we got the Eagles going to, to Phoenix or not Phoenix, uh, but in Arizona to play the Cardinals, um, maybe the two most athletic quarterbacks in the league and Jalen Hurts and Kyler Murray. Uh, I think that this is going to be, uh, an absolute shootout. I think that neither of these defenses is going to be able to stop the other team. Um, I'm going to take the Cardinals to win this one. It wouldn't surprise me if it's close, this battle of the birds, uh, but uh, look for the Cardinals uh, uh to kind of put a hurting on the Eagles defense.
0: Right, I think this is the game that you're most excited about this week, team What is that? It? The Battle of the Birds? Yeah, dude. That sounds like an actual porn video, doesn't it? Battle of the Birds, like a gay porno fused. They're there. just
2: they're just sword fighting. Battle of the Birds. Yeah,
0: like it sounds like something Jordan Osborne would would like send in the fantasy group or something.
2: That's true. Uh, jo would send it, but uh, Hampton would be in it.
0: And uh, yeah, that and the only what the only thing they would like better about it is if it was anime. <laughs> it's,
2: uh, uh what's, uh, what's uh, hentai? That's <laughs> that's what they need. Uh, so who, who wins the battle of the birds, Jo or Hampton? Yeah, that's what I
0: was gonna say. Jo or Hampton? I'm I'm trying to think real hard about that. Um, Give me. Give me, I mean, dude, give me the Cardinals. It's just more talent. Yeah, and absolutely. It's, it's just simple. And, and God, I hate betting the Cardinals, but I'm on to do you think,
2: Do you think that the Eagles found their guy again?
0: Found their guy? I mean, it's too early to tell that, but I I definitely think they're they're hoping. That's, I think that's their vision for him, or else they wouldn't have uh, – Drafted him where they did, that, or they wouldn't have pulled even wins. Well, you know, granted,
2: how,
0: it was easy to
1: pull looked, wins. Uh,
2: yeah, wins looked terrible, but with how with how uh hurts looked against the Saints, taking the one seed away from them and stealing a win to get the Eagles back in division uh conversation, like the Eagles could still win that division if they win out. That's crazy. Like, yeah, the the fact that they even have a chance is wild, and. I think they definitely made the right decision because Hurts has a much better chance of doing it than Wentz would have. And that's just a fact.
0: Yeah, I, I just, I hate to call it two games into his, you know, young career of saying, oh, yeah, they, they found their guy. But that's definitely their vision for him, and he has the potential to be that. He's going to grow over the next year or two for sure, like astronomically grow as far as his IQ, uh, football IQ goes and just the way that he sees the game, and it's going to slow down a lot. So the next two years will be really telling for him, but we've seen the potential the boy has, and I think they have made a good decision.
2: Yeah, now we got the Chiefs going to the Superdome in New Orleans. How this game wasn't flexed to Sunday night football or earlier in the week moved to Saturday, I have no idea. Because I'd much rather watch this on Saturday on its own freestanding game than on Saturday at four twenty five when there's two other games going on. Yeah. That's insane. Mm-hmm. The NFL is usually pretty good about scheduling. What are they thinking here?
1: Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. I, I said it.
0: I've said it all year with a couple of games, like you just have to flex some of these ball games and get the shitters off of the TV. Like I'm to. glad they I'm glad they pulled the Cowboys last week at least. Like, that was oh, no one of the better games. Like, thank God they done that. But.
2: Cowboys and Bengals in prime time <laughs> last week would have been a joke. Yeah.
0: I would have honestly that probably been the one the one primetime game I wouldn't have watched.
2: That's a fact. That is a fact. Who you got in this one though? Who you got? Chiefs. Chiefs basically locking up the one seed or uh, the Saints at ten and three. You think they get back in the win column after dropping a bad one against the Eagles?
0: No, I got the Chiefs here. Um, And it just goes back to the point again. uh, There's there's a lot of talent on both of these squads. Make no mistake about that. But on one squad, you got uh, probably probably the best tight end in football. Especially the way he's been performing here lately, and Patrick Mahomes against yeah. Tyson Hill. So, yeah. and
2: then on the other side, you have a tight end playing quarterback.
0: Yeah. So, that's what I'm saying. Honestly, because of that, give me the Chiefs, and I really don't need any other explanation.
2: I will say, I, I will say this in, with certainty if the Saints were starting Jameis, I would take them to win this game easily. Because I think they have a much better defense, but because they're starting Taysom Hill, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win the game. Uh, I do think it's a super close ball game, though, so I wouldn't be overly surprised if the Saints cover this three-point spread, especially at home, just because of how good that defense is. Uh, but Taysom is not going to have enough to uh, to contend uh, with with mahomes in a shootout he, he just doesn't um this one actually i think it, this one's going to be a defensive battle so we go to two opposite ends of the spectrum we go from a shootout uh to now this one i think there's not going to be a lot of points scored in this browns giants game on sunday night uh especially with freddie kitchens calling offense against uh his former team uh i i think that this one is going to be I think it's going to be a really good game. I just think it's going to be slow paced. Like I'm looking at like probably 20 to 17 final score or something like that. Um, I actually think the Giants get back in the win column. Uh, They're desperate. They know they have to win to stay in contention uh, for the division. Uh, The Browns coming off an an emotional loss. I mean, just a crushing loss to the Ravens, who basically had their quarterback come back after pinching one off. Otherwise, you know, the Browns are sitting at 10 and three. And have a chance to finish thirteen and three. That's the Browns finishing thirteen and three. Who would have thought that? Well now it's not a possibility, but they could still finish twelve and four.
0: Honestly, just seeing them with double digit wins is kind of weird. Like that that shows you how twenty twenty has been going, also.
2: Well they're not there yet. They still have a chance to not get to ten wins. I I really do. I think the Giants.
0: I definitely hope you're right. I hope they lose out myself, but
2: I don't think that'll happen, but no, I'll, I'll take the Giants here. Are you take them to beat the Giants?
0: Yeah, I'm taking the Browns. From what I've seen against the Ravens last week, the Browns may not be world beaters, but they are honestly a good football, they're a good football team. Yeah, they're and, a good football team. That's one thing I can say that I don't believe about the Giants. Like At this very moment, I think the Giants can, can string a game together here and there, but I don't think that they are at the point to where they can beat really good. Well, I mean, I say that and they beat the Seahawks, but that's what I'm saying. I think that's just one of those They're certain,
2: inconsistent.
0: Yeah, they are. I mean, and they're just a, in a with a with a head coach that just came in, they're still figuring things out. Yep. Um, and I think they will eventually get there, but I'm not comfortable picking them uh this year over the better opponent. So give me the Browns for that reason.
2: The one reason why I did pick the Giants is that's under the assumption that Colt McCoy will start again. If it's Daniel Jones, this game is over because the Browns will get up too big and the game will be over before it begins. If it's Colt and they don't turn it over, they can sustain drives. The Giants win this game for sure. Um, But anyway, this Monday night matchup with the Steelers and Bengals is honestly useless to talk about now that, that, Joe Burrow is gone. Uh, the Bengals are terrible. They cannot do anything. They could fuck up a wet dream. I mean, they are terrible. So, we both think the Steelers win. We both think the Steelers cover. This is going to be an embarrassing game to watch. I would love to be able to pick the Bengals to win this game because the Bengals being good is great for business. It's just not going to happen. Like, I have I'll a brain.
0: I'm to see Joey B healthy playing this Monday Night Football game.
2: For sure. If Joey if, – if Burrow was healthy – Wolfpack was going to this game. This is a fact. We had our tickets picked out. We were going to go. We were going to film some content. We were going to do live at the stadium uh, interviews with random people. We were going to try to get in a fight with some Steelers fans. Uh, Me and Chan and Pat were, and it all just got pissed away because uh, Zach Taylor thinks the Bengals' offensive line is good enough. So that's tough. But, uh, yeah, so let's move on. Let's get into our cards this week. I'm excited. You said that you had a good one for me today. I want to see it. What's your What's your card looking like this week, GTD?
0: Well, my first four I'll lay out here for you. I got Bills minus six versus Denver. I know you do not like that pick at all, but I actually do. Like I said, I think the Bills are playing the best football in the NFL as it stands. I'm going to take the Vikings minus three and a half versus Chicago. Um. Like I said, we talked about this game. We're riding with our picks, and I truly think the Vikings are just a better football team. I think they can cover three and a half. Give me the Lions plus ten and a half versus the Titans. Um, We both talked about this. You like the Lions money line. I like the Lions definitely plus ten and a half. I think the Titans uh, kind of slip up, and they're going to get my hopes up that they are going to throw one, but they're going to end up winning by three or seven right in that range. Um, and then give me the chiefs minus three versus the Saints. I, you know, Pat Mahomes versus Taysom Hill. It it just goes to what I talked about. Um, for that reason alone, minus three, the coverage.
2: So the reason why I'm laughing is that as soon as you started talking, I started going down my card. I was like, Oh, opposite there, opposite there, opposite there. And we're opposite on this one for sure. But you locked the other side of it. I know you're locked already. So that's great. um, but my card is beautiful. I love it. I love it even more that Don's on the other side of it because now we got a little bit more friendly competition coming at you. I got the Broncos at plus six. I love them in mile high. Vic Fangio's going to have his guys ready to go. Uh, in the NFL, you play games to win, not to lose. If you're talking about draft positioning, you're probably going to get fired. So, uh, give me the Broncos to at least beat the spread. I wouldn't be surprised if they win the game outright. Just be honest with you. Um, my next one on my card, I love the Colts minus seven and a half. Love them. Love them. Love them. Love them. I think this is a must win game for the Colts. They know it. Everyone in the league knows it. Even the Texans know it. I think the Texans will play them tough for a half colts run away with it in the second half uh it's not going to be a miracle win like last time um i love the bears at plus three again i think they win a game outright. uh so i'll take the three points to kind of hedge myself there uh i have no issue uh with only a field goal if you want to buy it up to three and a half that way a field goal is a winner for you uh and then my last pick I just got done talking about how Taysom Hill isn't enough. I think the defense is enough. I think the Saints at home with three points is a beautiful play. They have a great record in the Superdome. Um, I think that that there's a reason for that. It's not by chance. Um, I'll take the three points as a hedge. Uh, I will definitely sprinkle some money line on the Saints right now. I like I like the matchup for the defense it's gonna be the offense that I, that I'm worried about so uh Saints plus three is my last pick on my regular card and now it is time for lock it up you better lock it up you better lock it up no you lock it up you lock it up lock it up lock it up g t d what is your lock of the week?
0: Do you think you know it
2: yeah, I know it really yeah. <clears throat> My
0: lock of the week is a plus one and a half, basically a pick, em, pick em game. I didn't at the know Pats it. versus the Miami Dolphins at plus Ooh. one and a half for me this week. Like I said, this is a Bill Belichick FU game for Brian Flores. And I just think the Pats,
2: the, I don't know,
0: as bad as the Pats have been looking, the Finns scare me even more than they do. So give me the Pats. Plus one and a half, lock it up. It's gonna happen this week.
2: I like. It. I thought your. I thought your lock was gonna be um. Um, the Vikings. I thought you were gonna lock the Vikings.
0: No, that's just on my regular card. Oh,
2: you, you already did put it on your regular card. No. I didn't hear it. Okay. Um, we had, we had
0: three on a regular card.
2: Each other. Really I
0: took Lions plus. I said plus plus ten and a half. Did you tell me the line was currently at 11 and a half? 11. Yeah. Okay, well, I will take them 11 and a half, so that was our only difference. I took the lions plus eleven and a half. 11 a half, you took Colts minus seven and a half. Well, I'll say all the difference. They were all differences, but all
2: the different game. <laughs> different game, yeah. Uh nice. All right. So our locks are completely different again. Uh, I touched on this one. I told you, I think that the Giants win this game outright. They're getting six and a half points. Give me the Giants plus six and a half in a game that they win outright. That's that's free money. Uh, I, I like what Joe Judge has done with this team. The Browns Coming off of any el- an emotional loss, I think they have a bit of a hangover effect from that loss because right. there's a Super Bowl hangover. Last week was essentially the Browns' Super Bowl of the past 20 years. Last week was the most important game the Browns have been in in the past, basically since they they came back into the league. And, you know, they lost. I think that has a lingering effect on them. I think that they drop one to the Giants, who have their back against the wall fighting not only for playoff spot in general – but also that division to host a playoff game, and they're at home. Lock that up. Give me the Giants plus six and a half. Easy money. Easy money. Yeah, I, I I thought for sure that you would have locked the Vikings. I thought that you'd be pretty confident about that one.
0: I don't know, man. Like I said, you don't know how that Chicago D's gonna play. Like it could be, they could be amazing, but at the same time, they could just let it let uh, Dalvin Cook eat them up. So I don't know. I'm honestly very confident in my Pats pick this week.
2: I'm I'm, I'm glad to hear it because I can't. I need them to win so bad. You like, saw what so it did to my the Colts pick.
0: I'm so confident in the Pats pick.
2: That should be I'm good com- for both. Not very confident.
0: Like I seen that <laughs> yeah. like Colts minus seven and a half, and I was like, first off, I just don't bet the Colts. It seems like every Colts game that I bet on, we lose. Like we lose it outright. It don't matter if we're minus twelve and a half favorites. It's like, yeah. Last year, for instance, I bet it was minus, I think we were minus 11, minus 11.5 11 versus the Dolphins, the the literal worst <laughs> team in the NFL. And we ended up Lost losing. outright. <laughs> Which I should have known better because Brian uh, Hoyer was starting quarterback that game. But yeah. anyway, you still shouldn't, you still should not even lose that outright, let alone you should still cover 11.5 spread. So. Yeah.
2: No doubt. No doubt. I like our cards. I like that we're going against each other a little bit this week. It is funny that, like, one of our only differences, we both have each other's teams on our card. I think that's that's comedy. That's comedy. But, uh, no, make sure you guys come out and see us uh, at the Townsend Bar and Grill. They're open again. We're going to have events up there all the time. Uh, we got a great college football Saturday up there for you. Uh, speaking of college football, I've, I've mentioned it about 20 times. Make sure you guys are watching uh, Leather Weather on YouTube. And, again, I'm trying to get it on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Just have to get that approved. Uh, but we do appreciate all the support. Um We appreciate you guys listening and stopping by. Uh, Make sure you keep sharing, spreading the good word. We we do appreciate it. But with that, we will catch you next time.
1: Peace. Peace.